Hello everybody and welcome to the fifth episode of the New Zealand Music Podcast. Today we will be joined by Rob from Wellington-based grindcore band Zone Killer and record label Elimination Records. How are we today, Rob? We're doing good? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Pretty quiet Sunday, but you know. Yep, you're getting getting all your stuff ready because you just released your um you guys just released your first album, EP thing? Second EP. Second EP. Where can we find the first one? Um so there's a label in Wellington called Limbless Music. Ah, yes. Um, we released tapes through there. The first one's called The Killing Zone. Um, that was back when we were a three-piece, so we didn't have a basis back then. The production on that one's quite a bit different, so this I think this one's definitely a bit of a step up, though. This one sounded pretty good, actually. I really like the sound of this one. Mm, yeah. Thank you. Why didn't you have a bassist in the first one? Didn't you think that, was that like a style thing? Or was that probably like you didn't have a bass player? To be honest, we tried a few people. Um, every time that we'd like get them in, being like, yes, yeah, sweet, I want to play bass, they would either not turn up to practice or um, something else would come up and they're like, oh, I can't do it anymore. So we kind of just went, oh, we'll just play as a three-piece. And then a uh, couple of years later, we met Kristen and she was keen to do bass. So yeah, that kind of filled out our sound a bit and... Yeah, I think it's kind of helped us sound a bit heavier. That's me. Mm -hmm. I think I actually did come across your first album on YouTube. I think we did. We did, eh, Josh? Did we? Yeah, that was the first one that wasn't on on Bandcamp, right? Mm. Yeah. And we were like, this band, and then it wasn't that band. Or it was, but whatever. (laughs) Is it on YouTube? Is it? Yeah, so there's... I forgot what they're called, but there's like some random grindcore channel on YouTube, and they just... Yeah, one day I just like went on there and I was like, oh shit, our demo's <laughs> up. <laughs> what, wait, you gave it to them or they just nicked it off somewhere? Uh, I don't know if they talked to one of the other members, but yeah, well, I just one day saw it up there and I was like, eh, exposure, so whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. The, is it the album art with the, um, with the dog on the front, I think? Like a Rottweiler dog? I think it's a bat. So our guitarist, Geordie, he's... um. He's a bit of an artist. He's really good at like drawing and doing collages and stuff like that. So for that first release, he just got like a bunch of, I think it's bats from like old National Geographic books. And he just kind of put that together and was like, sweet, there's the artwork. But yeah, he's also done the artwork for the latest EP, which he drew. And I think there's even like some elements of like a collage for like the J card insert on the tapes. But yeah, dude's like really talented. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of the Wellington... Uh, rappers as well which is a bit different but you know yeah now nah, the album art is really cool on that it's really different actually yeah i'm not actually sure what he's drawn for our latest ep i think it's a, an army tank of some kind but all i know is it looks real metal so <laughs> it looks pretty decent yeah i like it um, how was the recording process like? Because you guys obviously been a brand band for a while, so you've been on this new album EP you're releasing. Um, where did you do the recording, and how was the process? Was it fast, or did it take a while? Or we're a band that likes to take everything real slow. Um, so we've been around since 2015. It took us two years to record our first demo, and then from there it took us another two years to record the second one um with the second one we recorded with 
um, a guy I think you interviewed him for your first podcast, Ian Moore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We recorded with him. Um, I think it was his first time recording live drums. So uh, we're, I guess, pretty stoked to be a part of that. Um, I think it turned out real well. It took him like maybe a month to record and mix everything. Um, but the writing process is what took quite a bit longer, um, especially with trying to get Kristen um, initiated into the band and get her to learn everything. Um, How do you guys write your write your songs usually like the process of that um so geordie will write a bunch of riffs our guitarist and then um we've practiced fortnightly at this bar in wellington called valhalla oh yeah so um we'll just go there and then geordie just like oh i've got some riffs he'll play them and um i'll be completely honest i'm a pretty terrible drummer like i can blast (laughs) if you listen carefully i'm not super technical or anything like that so he'll play all these riffs and i'll be like sweet all right i'll blast on this play a bit of a breakdown here sweet with arnold's vocals on top it's just going to sound like a rabid baboon well he's like the complete package because he's very intimidating live because he's fucking like a giant fucking muscly like bodybuilder looking guy um (laughs) he his lyrics are just amazing i don't know if you've had a chance to read those but I don't know what the fuck he's going on about in there. Um, it's like he's just like picked a bunch of like really intense words from the dictionary, but made them sound real dark. So I did read the lyrics. I did. They're, they're pretty dark, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's basically what I wish I was as a vocalist. Um, just good range. Can record like everything in one go. Sounds amazing live. Yeah, I'm very jealous of his vocals. So you're saying you're a vocalist as well. Do you have another band or bands? Ah, yeah. Um, so I have in the past been in two hardcore bands, um, Downside and Salvage. So they're a bit different to Zone Killer, but um, yeah. Yeah, I've been a vocalist before. Okay. Nowhere near as good as Arnold, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then yeah, with our songwriting process, Arnold will just come in at the last minute. Um, seems to take him like a couple of days to write lyrics and then he'll just turn up and be like oh yeah so these were written then we got a song <laughs> that's all good how, how long does it usually take you to make a song um it depends sometimes me and geordie will just be mucking around and we'll finish something and be like sweet that's a song just need arnold do vocals and sorted um other times it will take us like three months to try and figure out what we want to, how we want to like piece certain riffs and bits together. Um, but yeah, it's all for us. It's like a matter of just getting in and practicing. Um, I don't have a drum kit. So the only time that we really get to like write together and go over everything is when we're in the same room. Um, so yeah, everything happens quite slowly, but when we do manage to finish a song off, we're always quite proud. So yeah. Do you guys do many live shows? Um, not as many as we'd like to. Arnold, our vocalist, is a very busy man. So a lot of the time we'll get offers to go play in Auckland or Hamilton or something and we always have to kind of turn them down just because they don't work with Arnold's schedule or we've got other things going on. But um, we've played a few Hamilton shows. I mean, 
one, sorry, and we play a lot of Wellington shows. Um, yeah, we want to play. We want to try and play a few more, but we'll see. No, nothing in Auckland yet, though. Nah, we're we're working on that. We um, there's a lot of bands up there we really want to play with. Um, we've been hit up a few times. It just hasn't worked, but we'll get there. When you guys do sets, do you do them with like quite a few bands? Because your sets, I would imagine, would be pretty short with the amount of time in your albums. Because like a minute thirty, then like forty-seven seconds, kind of songs. So our sets usually go for around eight to ten minutes. Um, so yeah, the last show we played was the Severed Beliefs uh, EP release, and yeah, I think that that set just went for like eight minutes. Um, we don't try and stretch it out. We just play our songs. Um, if you miss it, you miss it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, we're working on like adding, a, again, like a few more songs out there, but for now, we just work with what we got. You guys don't do any covers or anything? To... Um, we've been thinking about it maybe in the future, but yeah, we haven't done anything at the moment you guys doing any um shows to promote the release of the new album like uh the severed beliefs did the uh re ep release show are you guys doing something similar yes um nothing announced yet um what we do have planned is part of like a bigger um show that'll be happening in wellington at the start of next year um so it's a bit of a delay from when we've released this but yeah that's that's how it goes for us. We don't play very often, so we're hoping that this next show is going to be really good. And um, yeah, that's good though. Like, uh, sort of just happens, I guess, like that. Um, Super Beliefs had their EP release show was a little bit after because Ian had to get some members to play it. I think he had to get a guitarist in, I think. And yeah, so so I um. I, I helped them with the release of their first tape under my label, Elimination Records. Um, so with that, um, yeah, it took a while for them to kind of get the other two band members ready because originally it was just Ian and Fergus. But yeah, um, shows in Wellington tend to take ages to organize, especially for like hardcore and like bands and that kind of genre. But yeah there's something there's definitely something coming we're definitely going to do a release show but it's part of something bigger i can't say exactly what now but it's going to be sick when it happens <laughs> that's what ian said right yeah <laughs> <laughs> better make our way down to wellington have you, been, have you been issuing your scripts like to ian and stuff <laughs> <laughs> um no ian uh he's yeah he's helped me quite a bit with the label of doing especially like the little videos that we do um just to promote releases um yeah he's very talented at what he does so shout outs to ian <laughs> did you um so with the um because you run elimination records like uh, is there any particular reason you decided to start that uh to be fair the the main reason i wanted to start it was because all the bands have done in the past. It's been real hard to 
get a physical release out there whether that's a cd tape or vinyl or whatever um everything kind of especially for like hardcore bands you end up having to just release everything on Bandcamp for free download or whatever unless you get signed or you want to put like heaps of your own money into um making tapes or whatever so i figured i'm a bit older now there's always new bands coming up but they have no one there to kind of like help them release them <clears throat> their music so kind of took it upon myself to invest a bit of money into some tape decks and just start from there How, what's the process of like creating tapes you know like because um, you I, I don't understand anything about releasing a tape so like what's the um well personally anyway how do you guys do it at your um for your uh record thing anyway or your record label yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i think we're really um just because we're still starting out it's quite inefficient we just have two standard tape decks that's kind of do you remember like back in the day might be too young when you would hear songs on the radio and you'd be like oh i really want to like listen to it but it wasn't like spotify or anything like that so you'd have to like record it on a tape i used to record my songs like that actually because before i had um logic i used to go on guitar pro and then i would <laughs> like download the like midi files from that and turn it into a mp3 or something and then i would <laughs> I'd do this big elaborate thing where i would get an auxiliary cable and i'll plug it into my guitar amp and then i'll plug the guitar app into my stereo and i'll put the cassette into the stereo <laughs> and i'll record my songs like that so i know what it's about i know i know what's good <laughs> yeah so like yeah we got two two tape decks um and i just like buy bulk tapes so i've got like the supplier overseas takes freaking ages from the scene anything um but when i do get it it's just yeah slowly record everything from laptop to the tape deck one by one because <laughs> you have to play the whole album every time you record don't you yeah so let's just say i'm very familiar with the zone killer release <laughs> the severed beliefs release and this um, other band with yeah life force yeah yeah um straight edge band from america so yeah we were going there i um how did you get in touch with an american band i thought that was pretty interesting um their vocalist just randomly got in the dms one day um he was just like hey we need help releasing our demo in asia i think he kind of he was a bit confused. I think he thought that New Zealand and Australia were the same thing for a while. Because he was like, I need help releasing in Asia and Australia. And I was kind of like, uh, yeah, okay. Um, but mind you, we have actually sold quite a few tapes to Australia. So I guess we have helped there. So, yeah. So the, so the, um, the tape recording is actually working for you guys, um, you know, selling cassettes and all that. That's a pretty, pretty neat idea. Yeah, we've got... Um, we've got a few other releases before the end of the year um i can't announce those just yet because they haven't been finalized but um but they're there we can expect some more stuff from elimination records yes you can we're um, we're just we're hoping to venture out into possibly vinyl at some stage is there is there a reason you started with um tape cost just oh, yeah, yeah. way cheaper um is it really cheap to to release on cassette yeah tape decks cost like on trade me you can get them for like 10 20 dollars um just have to make sure that they work i was lucky both mine work tapes the whole release it's not going to cost you much 
Um, and yeah, for some reason, people like tapes these days. Uh, like, personally, like I get why people wouldn't want to buy a tape, but I guess it is like a good way to support the band. It's like a little bit of merch. Yeah, I know a couple of people who do that. Do you want to ask a question, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Josh. Okay. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say it's, it's interesting because I thought, you know, I can understand why vinyls come back. You know, there's the vintage thing, but for me, tapes were always shit, and I would always get a CD over a tape. Just, it's just so hollow. You know? Yeah. So with CDs. We, I, I, um, one of my old bands, Downside, our first release, we actually made CDs for that, and they didn't do too well sales-wise. Um, mind you, this was back in 2012, but like, um, yeah, I found that with tapes, people like them because they're like they're colorful. The the case is like more room for like special artwork and stuff like that. It's just kind of like a different aesthetic, and you know they sell pretty well and all that stuff. You know. Yeah. yeah. They're just a little bit different to the to the CD. Just for all the hipsters, we want tapes still. Stop being a hipster. I think I think having tapes is a cool kind. I of like that idea. Yeah, even just, just for like the feeling of having like a vintage kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like they, especially if you like only make like a limited amount of them, kind of like adds some value to them. It's just at the end of the day, like when you make a physical release for a band, it, I feel like it, even if it is just like a tape it kind of like adds some weight to that band. And it's like, even if it's just like a, they've released a demo on a tape, it's like they've done something so that it kind of like raises a few eyebrows and makes people go like, oh, this band's actually like trying to do something as opposed to just being a band that puts their demo on Bandcamp and then six months later, they don't, no one cares, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, what's uh, on the opposite side, uh, what's your experience dealing with Spotify? Did you do that with the... Um an aggregator or did you do you have direct contact because you're a label um so we have yeah we have the aggregator i forgot their name it's like ditto i think um they're pretty good i haven't had any issues with them so far um it's just the pricing plans when it comes to like the more bands you get the higher the cost is for like keeping those releases online mm -hmm. but i think yeah no concerns at the moment I, I could definitely see because I, I, not that I've ever been in the position, but I could see from, especially from a band's perspective and then a label's perspective, that streaming seems like a lose-lose game for the for the artist and the label for the fact that Spotify makes, I, I'm not sure what the commission rate is, but I'm sure it's as low as they can make it. Yeah, so uh, none, of the, none of the bands, like none of the hardcore bands in New Zealand that I know of have made any money off having their music online um and saying that though it is like exposure it helps those bands like get noticed like again like if your music on is on spotify it's easier for like the general public to listen to than if they have to go to band camp or whatever um so yeah the, the the main goal of elimination records is to help new hardcore bands in new zealand kind of get some momentum get noticed by bigger labels and then hopefully actually be able to like do something with that band whether that's like go overseas or make a really good album you know do you make um contracts with with the bands you have and are going to have so far no because we've only really dealt with bands we're friends with or bands have been like pretty chill but going forward if we do kind of start taking on more bands especially like overseas bands um yeah we'll probably probably write up some contracts then but 
nothing too intense you know we're not we're not like fucking roadrunner or something like that <laughs> we don't just, we don't want to like control the band and be like oh you've got like a 10-year contract you've got to put out three releases <laughs> like we just want it to be like if you've got a release and you have no one to release it let us know if it sounds good we'll put on some tapes if we can do more we'll do more it's better than um, um you've released your album but we wanted 10 songs not eight so go record two more yeah <laughs> that's the thing though there's like there are labels in new zealand that like do help metal bands but they still have those kind of contracts where it's like they expect you to stay with them and kind of have to fill a contract of like oh you need three albums or something like that so i don't want to put that kind of pressure on a band i just want them to make what they want you know yeah you should um you know a cool idea would be to just like release on floppy disk too i just had that idea that'd be fucking sick <laughs> you have no space you get like half a song <laughs> yeah it'll be fucking mean i would totally jam that oh, you want you want an album that's like 20 floppy disks yeah boot up <laughs> nine, windows 95 and three just... kilobytes Yo. well i mean if a band hits us up and they want to do that like <laughs> yo i want to do that i want to do that <laughs> all right let's talk after this interview then <laughs> oh, that's an all good idea do you um that's cool that you on that you like started your own uh record label though um and and like just looking at the social media sort of thing side of it a lot of people actually do follow your um record labels um you know pages and stuff so you guys might actually you guys are doing pretty good as a record label right yeah we're, we 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 haven't put out a release so far that we're not proud of I think that's something that we're like pretty stoked on um we've only done three but we've got like i think we've got five lined up for the rest of the, like so that we'll have a total of five by the end of the year um one okay one is a compilation i can say that so i'm looking forward to that and yeah we've got like yeah there's another band they're a new band but they're real sick um just waiting on them to finish recording and then once they've sent us the tracks, I'll be able to announce that. But keep it, you keep keep your ears peeled for that. <laughs> it sounds like you you have quite a few people working for this. Was it? Is it? I, I was under the understanding that it was just you. Is it just a? Is it a bunch of people? Uh, three. So there's me, Fergus from Severed Beliefs, and recently geordie from zone killer has um stepped in to kind of help us especially with like artwork and stuff like that um just if there's any bands that need that um but yeah it's, it's the three of us for now and ian kind of like helps here and there um, but he's got necropup which is where he puts on all ages shows he organized the civic beliefs release show and i know he's got a few other things he'll be doing either this year or early next year so yeah so what's your recording process like do you do you have a studio where you guys can go and record or is it more sort of home recording sort of thing is this for the the label yeah for the label um uh, now i've got just two tape decks at home people just like they'll send us like the final whatever they've recorded and uh i'll just like have it on my laptop and hook up the laptop to the tape decks sorted <laughs> do you record your uh your band differently uh so each each band like each release is recorded like how they want to record it 
Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So they like re- they might record at home and then they'll send it to to Rob and then Rob will put it through the tape deck and then they'll have their cassette tapes ready. How yeah. Does, yeah. How, how does Zone Killer do it? Um. So we yeah we recorded of Ian. Uh, he sent us back the tracks. Just put those like final tracks on the tape. Sorry, you said this ages ago, but you actually have live drums on your album and everything you actually record 100 percent uh like real instruments yep on your, that's sick that's for, sick. for zone killer at least yeah um yeah that so i'm again i'm like not like a super technical drummer so i am getting better especially like being in a band where it's like very fast um so yeah, recording drums live was a bit of a challenge, but I think it turned out pretty well. Yeah, I really like the sound of the album. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a pretty solid, like recording for indie quality. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well that's that's all thanks to Ian. Like, um, he's just getting better and better. Like he did the Severed Beliefs demo, and that was, um, I think he recorded everything himself, and I don't think there was any other musicians on that demo, but um yeah like he's just a really good producer um i'd expect he's just going to get better as time goes on so would it be something that you consider setting up your own studio as part of your label is that like like a a that would that would be a dream of mine to have like a small like studio where like we could get like in to like kind of do the recording mixing and mastering of bands and then we can just like have some tape decks set up to do stuff and vinyl or whatever but realistically probably a bit of a a dream like a long-term thing i don't know if it would happen in terms of zone killer how did you guys how did you guys get into that kind of music and how did you guys all meet and all that like did you start with different kind of bands kind of lighter and then transition to the zone killer or like so with zone killer that started so i lived in hamilton back basically i grew up in hamilton and um i was in yeah i was in that band downside and around the same time geordie was in a band called one out it's like the the best name for like a heavy band they were like a heavy hardcore band um so he was the vocalist of one outs and we um we frequently played shows together and he um he heard that i was moving to wellington and like that i'd be moving there he was like oh do you play any instruments by any chance i'm like yeah i i can kind of play drums um i'm not bad why is that it's like oh well i've got this friend and he's like really good at vocals and he, we wanted to do like a grindcore band um so then i was kind of like oh yeah like insect warfare or like worm rod or something like that he's like yeah yeah sweet um so then 2015 comes around i moved to wellington i think it was like the same weekend uh geordie and arnold came to my place for drinks and i just clicked with both of them like straight away and then next thing you know we're having band practices at zeal and yeah race is history that's pretty sick yeah um and then but you were you always doing heavier stuff you never really were lighter and then went into it nah so uh arnold was also in a, a band called as legends rise which is like metalcore um but yeah we've all kind of been like hardcore metal side of things so if anything like zone killer is probably like the heaviest band any of us have done um so yeah 
it's um it's a bit of a change for me because i've always been like in hardcore bands that are a bit more punky sounding and this is kind of like my first metal band so yeah who are you guys like uh like your influences for this band maybe in particular or do you have any favorite bands in the sort of genre you play uh insect warfare would be like the one band i think we all like mutually agree is like our main influence um i think they've only got like one album there there's a span from from america they're real good uh, if you haven't heard them you should definitely listen to them um but yeah they were like the main band i think that we all wanted to kind of just sound like um mm-hmm. uh, and then there's like yeah, there's other bands like worm rot um revenge uh, agoraphobic nosebleed there's just like a bunch of different like grind bands that are all a bit different um but just pretty much the same just like fast heavy aggressive music mm-hmm. with like shitty drums and heavy <laughs> guitar <laughs> so yeah and you go josh how do you find your sort of relationship like i see there's a lot of uh death metal bands do shows quite frequently like the three of us went to see parasitic infestation carnal who's the other band uh parasitic infestation carnal uh disentomb and uh oh there was one more i can't think off the top of my head right now And and they seem to have shows on all the time but you don't really see well, I definitely not in Auckland. Maybe in Wellington, but definitely not in Auckland. Grindcore bands playing. Mm. Do you, do you find that you have a, a harder time than those bands? Horrendous disfigurement. That's what it was. <laughs> so sorry. yeah, we. It's tricky because like, um, our guitarist Geordie, he's like really good friends with a lot of the people in like the crust punk scene, especially in Wellington. Uh, he's he goes to a lot of those shows, and um, a lot of those guys are really into Zone Killer but we just don't seem to play a lot of their shows um usually because we're not available at the time or something like that um but yeah we kind of don't play a lot of metal shows it's more we we more play like the hardcore shows we're kind of like the 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 hardcore kids that play grindcore um (laughs) so yeah we kind of don't quite fit in like the metal scene um because we're like hardcore kids but then if we play like a hardcore show where this band that plays like a 10 minute set of just blast beats and everyone like likes and appreciates it but a lot of the people at those shows that it's not really like the sort of music that they would usually listen to so yeah we're kind of like in an odd position but we make it work so it's a good good little niche i really like your sound actually i i I really enjoyed it because i listen to a lot of um uh, I listen to a lot of death core and death metal and stuff and um just recently been getting into a lot of like hardcore music so uh it, it is actually pretty in between eh? it's pretty cool I like listening to it I think there are parts where like especially with like um Geordie's guitar playing you can kind of hear some elements of like hardcore kind of in there especially with, like some of like the breakdowns you write um so yeah we definitely are leaning more in like a heavier side of grindcore um but like another funny thing is like we will play like the occasional crust punk show and uh, there's one show in particular like we played and everyone like really like seemed to like enjoy the set but like the first comments i made was they went up to jordan like your set was real good your drummer he's like real clean cut eh 
and i was like what do you mean like what's he mean by that and it was like i'm like oh shit like everyone else in the room like looks like a certain way but then like you can tell like who the hardcore kids are or like who the who the guys are that like don't like often go to the cross punk shows if you know what i mean so yeah yeah, yeah again that's kind of where we're kind of like in between but you know like it's all good people still enjoy the music get along with everyone so yeah do you have any like shows coming up or anything like uh anytime soon the, the, the yes um just trying to or is it, is it <laughs> confidential? Confidential for now. Okay. We're okay. We're announcing something this week. This week. That we may or may not be involved in. That kind of gives it away that we are, but <laughs> but you may not be. So it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can take it out of the podcast if you want us to. No, we'll, we'll leave it in for now. They, they, we'll build some suspense around that. Like, <laughs> well, this will come out after after next week. Oh yeah, well then yeah. I mean, people already know. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's something coming. Um, I'm excited for it. If you don't live in Wellington, you'll probably want to come to Wellington for it, just to see. Take it. a plane, come on. I could, I could be done for that actually. I got the next two weeks off. Oh wait, yeah. Well, if it's in the next few weeks or whatever, I might, I might just go down for one of my weekends since I'm getting weekends off now. I can say it's not in one of the next few weeks. It is. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll book the date and I'll come down and I'll watch it. I'll buy these two young men tickets to come with me. It'll if you want to put out a specific date, this podcast doesn't come out for another uh, two weeks or something. How, how long are you going to take to edit it, Scott? <laughs> Fucking not as long as you. It was me. It was him. It wasn't, it wasn't me. Okay, I'll, okay, in that case, I'll say this. Elimination Fest. January 31st, February 1st, 2020. Yeah. Very good. Cool. There's the date. <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll keep it on the hush-hush. I won't say it. Tell us all, but that's sick. I'm trusting you guys on that one. I don't need this leaking onto like the New Zealand hardcore leaks. So, yeah, hard. so. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to promote before we um, wrap it up? I guess just want to say, if anyone hasn't heard our EP, Zone of Death, go listen to it at the Elimination Records Bandcamp. If you'd like to pre-order a tape, they'll be sent out on October 1st. Um, yeah. That's, cool. that's all I've got to promote. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Yeah.